Hello, and thank you for listening to this very special preview episode of Call Me By Your Game Co-op Episode 5, Shadow of the Colossus. Uh, This is, as you know, as a listener of this show, uh, a preview of a Patreon-exclusive episode. Um, We here at Call Me By Your Game are a part of the Patreon network Super NPC Radio, which we helped put together, actually. And uh, this is one of the big uh, incentives for subscribing to the DJ toad tier this is our second tier at ten dollars a month the first tier also gives you a ton of exclusives but these full call me by your game uh co-op deep dives that we do are available there so if you wanted to check that out if you know you you like this preview you want to hear the full episode and the ones that we have had come before it uh go ahead and check out patreon.com slash super npc radio that's also in the show notes if you want to check it out and then um at the same time is we are trying a little experiment uh trying to get more people uh you know to subscribe to this patreon so what we've done is that we're using the old call me by your game youtube channel and i'm going to be uploading these full episodes there so you can't actually you know use them just like you normally would through a podcast catcher or the, even the Patreon app and listen to the episode with, you know, your phone asleep, um, unless you have YouTube Red, I guess. But yeah, we're putting these out there to hopefully allow people uh, a way to listen to these full episodes because we've gotten a lot of really great feedback uh, and positivity about them. Um, but also, you know, get that discoverability up. Um, so yeah, if you're also, you might be a patron, a part of the DJ Toad tier. Uh, thank you all so much. This has been fantastic. And bear with us on this experiment. We'll see how this goes. Um, but yeah, I'll pretty much uh, try to start wrapping it up finally now. This is a fantastic episode. Again, a deep dive into uh, our personal experiences and enjoyment of Shadow of the Colossus. We talk about both, you know, the PS2 and the and the the PS2 version, as well as the remaster done by Bluepoint in 2018, and, you know, even the PS3 remaster. I'm joined by uh, Alec Robbins, Roxy Polk, and Cody Ziegler, and it's fantastic. Uh, All of their info is also in the show notes if you want to check out what they're doing. Uh, Please do, because these are three of my favorite people, all doing really great work. Uh, So check out their stuff in the show notes. Check out anything you could use or want to know about the show um, uh, is going to be in these show notes down below. So, hey, enjoy this episode. Uh, If you want to hear the full thing, either subscribe to our Patreon at that second tier or check out the YouTube channel. Um, Other than that, uh, again, this has been Connor. Thank you so much for listening and enjoy uh, Call Me By Your Game co-op episode three featuring Shadow of the Colossus. And, of course, by episode three... (laughs) I meant episode five, but I'm sure you all figured that out before I explained it. Anyway, go ahead and enjoy. Talk about this um, throughout the throughout the episode because it's us talking about. 
about what we like and found special. But um, I would love to hear from everyone, uh, like when you first played this for the first time and what version, since we're throwing mm. juggling around the versions today. So, uh, Zig, let's start with you. When did you play this game? I played it when it originally dropped on the PS2. Like that's Whoa. the version I had, um, and that's because um, like, I've heard of like. I know that a lot of people loved Ico, like the company's game before mm -hmm. that. So that's how I sort of graduate, gravitated towards the game. And it looked exactly what I wanted, like a giant open world game where I'm fighting giants. I was like, oh, yeah, like 16-year-old me was like, or 14-year-old me was like, yeah, this is exactly what I want. I climb a giant and I stab it with my magic sword, sure. And then, like, I played the first game. I, I beat the first Colossi, and I was like, oh, I feel sad for doing this. I don't know why. Yeah, uh, It's not as cool as I thought it was going to be. It actually feels somewhat haunting and i don't know why and then i of course beat the game and then i found out why but like yeah that was mm. like sort of my first entry into uh the idea of like games aren't just like mega man running from left to right shooting <laughs> things and like you could have emotional reactions to uh to like the storytelling into um like a game having i guess game being as art because i remember for some reason that was a big argument yes, <laughs> a big yeah. controversial argument when i was younger I, like are video games for, art i was like i i would assume so Ebert. they hire a yeah. hundred of artists to work on them so i'd assume that they're uh, artists but who do i who am i to say uh but like, i remember that being one of the first video games i played where i did have an emotional action to the choices that i was taking and yeah. it was one of those things not unlike i've yelled about a lot that i really enjoyed about last of us too is that like even though you have problems with the choice that you're making, you're still just by the de design of the narrative, you're forced to still make those choices. You can't just be like, Oh, you know, I don't know if I want to kill a bunch of innocent, yep. um, uh, giants. I think I want to stop doing this. Like it sort of forced you to do that. And it forced you to realize that maybe, um, you know, this, un you, you do have an unreliable narrator narrator where like you are necessarily aren't the, the hero that you thought you were. Mm -hmm. And as like a, as like a, you know, 14, 15, however old I was, I remember being really taken aback by like, noticing that games could have deeper subtext and deeper context than necessarily what I saw on the back of the video game box with a guy <laughs> on a horse and a sword stabbing giants. I get my actions had consequences. It would make me uh, think about, <laughs> think about what I was doing. Yeah. Wow. No, no wonder you're so emotionally intelligent. Uh, um, <laughs> Uh, my girlfriend may disagree, but thank you. <laughs> hey, uh, girlfriend, if you're listening, uh, if you ever need to chat, uh, I will convince you of this again. Um, okay, wait, I just looked this up. Yes. And this is, sorry, I just had a passing thought. I was wondering. No, go for it. When did Shadow the Hedgehog come out? The other famous oh, Shadow no. game. Ooh. They, came out, they came out within a month of each other. No oh, way. Wow. <laughs> That, and that's why that game didn't take off, take off. Yeah. Well, right, there's yeah. only room for one shadow. Yeah. That's the one with the gun, right? Just think if it were to come out the first. Later yeah. yeah, it's... it's oh, okay. A gun, I think on. it's a motorcycle, too, even though he's just as fast as Sonic <laughs> yes. for some reason. And the guns are, like, the size of his head. Sorry, <laughs> we're not here to talk about Shadow cool, the Hedgehog. That's the <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't remember what triggered me to, to look that up right now, so I'm sorry, but I, it felt very, very important to me. <laughs> no need to apologize, Alec. That was necessary, and I need you all three to agree right now to come back and to a Shadow the Hedgehog oh, episode I'm three free. years yeah. down the road. Me up. I've watched all the cutscenes from that game. I've queued up the YouTube playlist multiple, multiple times. times. I love that. You will be, yeah. You'll just be the I, video uh, correspondent. I love Sonic lore. I think it's nonsense. <laughs> Very fun. Um, was multiple your... hedgehogs have fallen in love with human mm. yeah. women. It was only setting the stage for Mr. Boop. There that's you go. Where, yeah, that's yeah, famous that's where your inspiration comes from. You can, yeah, yeah. Obviously, I've got my inclinations. <laughs> I love it. Uh, uh, Zig, have you ever played a different 
version than the PS2. Yeah, I bought the remaster version on the. Did it come out on the PS4? Yeah. Um, yeah, I yeah. bought the remastered mm-hmm. version like. I guess when it dropped and I just literally never played it. I just never, I just like, Oh, I'm going to get to this. And I never did until I got my PS five. <laughs> Cause I, I got lucky enough to got one <laughs> and I, I fired it up specifically to uh, just to have a reference. Cause I haven't played it in so long for this, this podcast. And like, it looks great. And like rewatching it or rewatching it, replaying it now. Uh, uh, it's, it's just everything that I would want in like that type of gaming where like, dude, very atmospheric. Um, the characters are just speaking in a made up language, which I like, which makes it seem foreign to everyone because it's not just like they're yeah. speaking weird English or weird Japanese or I whatever. Love that part of it. Uh, yeah. I, I loved that. Um, as soon as you step out of that temple, you can just sort of go anywhere. Like you have to beat the first Colossi, but you can really like just ride around your horse and just like see what the land is like. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's sort of me. It sort of really felt like a precursor to, uh, to breath of the wild mm. like when they really th- they just because they just like throw you like once you get the little glider they just throw you into hyrule and you're like yeah. all right good luck dude we'll see you in like 40 hours so like that's kind of the same vibe that i got from shadow of the colossus uh and i definitely like i beat the first boss um and i forgot how uh <laughs> how haunting it was to like watch this oh giant thing just sort of collapse the ground and like i can't remember the name that they i can't remember i think it was called like the wanderer i think that's the first one like even like the name, like I like the poetry of the naming, uh, the way that they named the, the giants and stuff. Like it's a, a very haunting game. I know I'm going to have a very sad time replaying it over the next couple of weeks. So uh, thanks, Connor, for, for, for opening that emotional wound for me. You know what? If there's anything I'm known for, it's opening emotional wounds. So you're very welcome. Uh, that is that's fantastic. And before we move on to uh, Alec, I'll ask you next. I, I want Zig, I think when you came on the show originally, that was when The Last of Us 2 came out and you had just finished it. Oh, yeah. And my friend at the time, I told you that I was like, I don't really want to play it because mm-hmm. right then, because we're in a pandemic and yeah, yeah, it's just yeah. too close to home. So I waited until uh, last week to borrow it from a friend and now I'm playing it when things are twice as bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, has everyone here played the game at least a little bit? Like, I don't want to, I mean, I'm not going to spoil anything, but there's Please a moment. Talk. I, I've watched a lot of it and I yeah, dislike it's- it. It's all been spoiled for me. I I like the first one, but all of the second one's been spoiled for me, so you're fine. (laughs) Yeah, there's just one moment in the game that uh, it always makes me cry. You, it's just like a a game loop thing where like you find out it's like the first time they introduce dogs into like oh these are new enemies that you have to watch out for. Oh, dude, and like I love dogs. Like I just I feel bad anytime I have to kill an animal in any video game. It's not like a giant like monster wolf. It's like an actual dog. And like I, I, I killed the dog's like handler, and the dog just like started crying, and like it goes up to oh. it, and like it runs around, like whimpers and stuff, and like I just shut the game off because I started crying. I was like, I, I can't handle this. Like I'm it's trying to escape my problems, not take on more. So it's like Connor, I look forward to anything. I look that's forward to experiencing that. I'm about uh, I I I'm a little, about two thirds of the way through. I didn't mm-hmm. realize that some. That, nah, I'll talk to you about it later. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, we can text about it. Yeah, <clears throat> I, and I absolutely will. Um, Alec, uh, hello. How did you discover this game? When did you? And how have you played it over the years? I never had a PlayStation until PS4. Oh, but, oh same here. Um, I was I was always fiercely loyal to Nintendo. <laughs> um, and at one point I had like an Xbox 360, and I don't really remember why I even wanted it. I did use it. <laughs> I think I just wanted to play some like third party games that weren't uh, Nintendo. A bunch but, of Connect stuff, right? <laughs> oh yeah, Love huge into Connect, Connectimals, Crackdown, yeah. Um, but no, I I'd always wanted to play Shadow of the Colossus because I have this like 
lifelong fixation with giant creatures. Oh wow! Um, whether like I, not, not even kaiju movies necessarily, but like I would always watch any of those like big disaster monster movies, mm-hmm. and never they never really scratched the right itch for me. Like I don't know what I wanted out yeah, of yeah. them. Yeah. But Shadow of the Colossus was it, and I could like oh. tell from a distance, and I never had like the means to play it. But in college, my friend had a PS3 that had the one of the early models where you can play oh, PS2 cool. games. And I remember uh, found out that she had Shadow of the Colossus, and I played it during a party. I think I like <laughs> just went into her room and just played on her PS3 this entire party. And I, can, I continued to play it that way. And I don't even think I borrowed the PS3. You only played it I, when she had parties, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, great context for that game. Loud music outside, and you're like, oh, I'm killing these beasts. But no, um... I I've since I replayed it plenty of times since then, and I also did play the the remake. Um, cool. I yeah I again I was about to say I could talk about this game for hours, and I'm sure we're about to. <laughs> yeah, like this is true. Specifically, like the confidence to drop you into an open world that has almost nothing in it, mm-hmm. and understanding that just by the virtue of being able to like explore it and walk around and making sure that it's not generic looking like things things are designed with intent like mm-hmm. these structures or the way rock formations have formed everything feels very um intentional mm-hmm. but also real like there's it's there's a lot of like understated lore being conveyed to mm. you without any actual writing mm. and just being able to explore that area was like one of the biggest appeals to me before even getting to the best appeal, which is these giant hulking beasts that you have to climb over and kill. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I am like, I know, I, like, like Zig was saying, there was the that era where everyone was debating whether games were art or not, and it's because Roger Ebert made some like statement yeah. mm-hmm. about how games can't be art and whatever. I like. <laughs> I kind of resented Shadow of the Classes for being the the poster child for that argument. Mm-hmm. Like, well, have you seen this game? Because I don't want like one. I don't think it's fair for any single entry in a medium to have to carry the weight of like mm-hmm. totally crediting yeah. the medium to actually being. We should all just agree. Of course, any medium can be art. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I don't want to have that discussion. But Shadow of the Classes is definitely an exemplary example of like <laughs> totally, yeah. what you can do with this medium that a lot of games at the time, especially, and even since, like, have no real interest in trying. Mm-hmm. That game is really hostile to the player. <laughs> Incredibly so. <laughs> in a way that like, yeah, I, I so admire it. Like the idea that it's it's also very minimal. Like it's just you hold your sword up. There's a kind of a compass. Mm. I would get lost all the time because the compass like doesn't really account for like cliffs in the way. Yeah. You like still have to like figure out how to actually get to where you're going. Yeah. And the game gives you no help, even when you're fighting the colossi. It's, it's sorry again. <laughs> I can keep going, but we'll we'll get to all of this. <laughs> I love it. Hey, you're you're getting us ready to go. Uh, so mm-hmm. when it happens, we're gonna explode. And uh, um, Roxy, did I ask you? Uh, no, no, right. Yeah, please uh, tell us about your history with this game. Uh, so likewise, I played it on the PS2 to begin with, and it was a game that like my brother had, but me and my brother would like take turns playing it like off and on. Um, mm-hmm, cool. And I remember because the team eco games are kind of notorious for having like sort of awkward or clunky controls, especially for the time. Um, so it was uh-huh. like not something I was mm-hmm. used to playing just to like move around the world. Because uh, I think I had mostly mm-hmm. been like playing JRPGs at the time, so 
it was fairly straightforward, not really as much platforming going on. (laughs) Um, But just I remember like similarly how you were talking about it, Cody, just like as a child playing that and like killing one of those uh, Colossi for the first time. I was like, oh, I don't like this, actually. (laughs) Like this makes me feel really sad. Like it's just living its Colossi life. And I came up here and fucked it up because of. (laughs) <laughs> this woman who I don't know what my connection to her is. She could be a sister, a lover, someone he just knows and cares for, you know, which I I did not appreciate like the vague storytelling at the time either, which it's very cool because mm-hmm. I'm going back now and replaying the uh, uh, HD remake right now. And it's absolutely beautiful. And I'm like able to appreciate it mm-hmm. a hell of a lot more than I could. Right, yeah. um, it's the exact yeah, right choice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it just, it looks so great. It's even got like a cool photo mode. Like I think. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. That's a nice addition. And yeah. with the way that you can just record videos on PlayStation 4 as well. Like the first time I made it to like the beach and there's like this little Easter egg oh, yeah. for like, I guess an e- eco Ico ending where there's like a watermelon on the beach. I haven't beaten Eco, so I don't know, but somebody like in my oh, I didn't somebody know in my Twitch this. chat. Oh, I think I've told seen that me, screenshot. And I was like, yeah. why is this indestructible? Oh. I was like, maybe this will give me like extra health because it's fruit. But <laughs> no, it just looks really cool. And just like I, I had this really meditative kind of like thought, just like sitting here at the beach, like listening to the beach, hanging out with my horse, like this is just really beautiful and poignant. <laughs> yeah. And there aren't really a lot of games that you can kind of get that feeling, especially because like you're pretty much the only person in this world. You know, yeah, the isolation. Yeah, like just oh running yeah. around. Like so I'm, good. I've been replaying it on Twitch chat, so I've been talking with like a lot of people as I've been playing it. So it, it's kind of a different experience. But like everybody is just kind of like really jazzed to see other people playing the game because I think it's a game that's really important to a lot of people. And like I'm glad that cool. I can appreciate it now in like HD, <laughs> <laughs> right? With everybody, so that's been pretty much my my experience with it right now. That's awesome. Uh, thank you. Uh, I, I You were talking about the controls yes, a little bit. Yeah. And I've only played the the remaster, which I'll get into my brief history as uh-huh. I learn. But uh, the controls used to be different and uh, not as conducive to the game. Yeah. How, at least like jump the wasn't the X button in the original one. I can't even remember what it was, but it just wasn't. <laughs> Neither can I. Yeah. Was it one of the shoulder buttons? I, it might have been. <laughs> it was something that I just remember, like, why, why does it control this way? <laughs> <laughs> yeah so they fixed that yeah. up a lot in the replay and like there's i don't know if you guys know uh J- jacob geller he's a youtube guy he I'm made like sure. a video about like i've never to, heard oh, of YouTube. okay well oh wait i do know who this is site. um but he did a video about like the greatest <laughs> secret or something which is about like yes. there's a community of people like around the ps2 era for like 10 plus years trying to like come through every inch of the game to see like what I'm the familiar secret with this. was I've watched a like lot there's of these a sealed videos. door there's gotta be something behind it or like there might be a secret colossi somewhere <laughs> didn't they add they added the secret yes door to they the did remake? so that's like it's really cool that like the people the studio who remade it like had enough attention to detail and like care and love for mm. this that not only does it just like look amazing on its own but they added like a little extra thing for like people to find yes which is just so oh, that's cool. it's yeah. so sweet and, and that's, so cool yeah <laughs> blue point is the yes blue point right? yes yeah. Yeah. Who also did the new the new Demon's Souls? Oh my god, game, did they really? Is the only reason I want a PS5. Yeah, I want to play that. <laughs> nice. Uh, I um, 
at the end of the show, I have uh, I don't have game recommendations for this episode. I do have a couple of fun facts to share. One of the third <laughs> fact is literally just me telling you guys to watch this exact video we're talking about. Right <laughs> yes, now. do it. So, Sorry, uh, I've spoilers. seen it. I've, yeah. No, it's to- oh, don't worry about it. Uh, Zig, so I'll be sure to share that with you it's later. Yeah, I'll definitely sure. watch it. It's it's really is this, cool. Is this the video that's like recapping the history of them searching yeah. for these secrets? Yeah, I think I, yeah, the one I watched in particular was like called "The Last Great Secret," which ends. Which I won't say anything more about it, but <laughs> I. So I'll get into my history as I sort of talk about mm-hmm. that video because I. This was a game which it, this is something that I, a few of you probably know, but the, the, the it's where I you're gonna know this piece of media. The first time I even heard about this game, because I also, like Alec, was a loyal Nintendo kid, never had a PlayStation until the PS4. Um, but this game I discovered because for some reason I watched a DVD of the movie uh, Rain Over Me. Rain Over Me? Yes. <laughs> uh, uh, which I, I, I know just, you're talking about. I, I, I almost no brought idea. this up. Yeah. What is this going to be? So, so, I'm excited. You're going to love this. <laughs> so there's a movie. Uh, Called Rain Over Me, starring Adam Sandler and oh, Don no. Cheadle. Okay, <laughs> and I don't. It must have. It was like 2008 when it came out. I want to yeah. say, but it's about this guy who I think his <laughs> his wife died in the September. This, it was his son. I it think it was his son. Okay. Oh, it's yeah. trying to be a serious he, movie. You're saying? It's oh, it is yes. a very oh, serious. Yes. Very oh, serious. No. Shadow of the Classes was tacked on to this movie yes. in an early, I think, past postscript. But pre-shooting. Oh, um, interesting. I, I think. Don't quote me on that. You should Google this stuff. But sorry, I, you should you should tell the story. I'd oh no, you're story. you're totally fine. All I was gonna add about it was that uh, it's it has a lot to do with like there's some I don't. It, it, okay, I, I'm gonna take over. Please, Alex. Please. <laughs> so his his son. And I'm pretty sure it's his son. Again, I've never actually seen the movie. I've just read the Wikipedia synopsis like 30 times. Um, but his son died in 9-11. And to get over the grief, I think either his therapist recommends it or he just discovers the game Shadow of the Colossus. And he's toppling all the Colossi in a way that he's therapeutically reenacting the Twin Towers falling. Mm. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. sure something. <laughs> To to get over the grief of losing his son, yeah. um, I would I would say that movie is ill advised. Yeah. It's also like missing the point of what the Colossi are too, which makes me so yes. upset. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it is. It is completely against, uh, not against, just it doesn't yeah, it understand. Really doesn't. The game. <laughs> uh, and seventeen year old me thought it was a, cla- a classic of cinema. Um, and I probably didn't, but I do remember watching this movie. Uh, I've only seen it the one time, and I was so fascinated by the the game they were playing, which is Shadow of the Colossus. I thought it looked so cool. Uh, It didn't look like anything I'd ever played. So fast forward, or I guess cut to this summer, where at one point during this year on PS Plus, the remaster was available uh, for for one of the months for download. And so I downloaded it and finally got into it this, I want to say like June or maybe May is when I played this, but yeah, totally like it was one of those games where I will like kind of never forget that first experience playing it. And I played it a second time two weeks ago, right before we were going to record originally. And I uh, sped through it, which you're right. That's not the ideal way to play that game, but I kind of loved it. I was like trying (laughs) to see how fast I could do it because, because this game is so simple 
there's not a lot to do, and I was also trying to get like a speed. Yeah, there's like time attack. So. Yeah, to your credit, there's a speedrun mode. Yeah, yeah you time get like a bunch stuff. of extras. Like, the game wants yeah. you to try it. Yeah, I I, I want to try the time attack because because this was a new game plus, yeah. and I I did do it in enough and in the amount of time required. So, but it was like so it was just really impactful, uh, and mm-hmm. I knew this was going to be a game I wanted to do for a co-op episode. So let's uh let's get into it before we talk about um our personal like the things that we love and and, and i'm gonna just open the floor when we do that i'm gonna hit some quick game history and context if you want to interrupt or interject any of you please do otherwise it's just gonna be like give the audience a little uh little recap of what this game is so mm-hmm. uh shadow of the colossus is an action-adventure game developed by SCE Japan Studio and Team Ico and published by Sony Computer Entertainment for the PS2 in North America and Japan in October 2005, followed by the Power Regions. Uh, it was directed by Fumito Ueda, who was responsible for the cult hit Ico, into which uh, Shadow is considered a spiritual successor. So this game follows a young man named uh, the Wanderer, or Wander, I think he's called most of the time, who enters uh, a forbidden land and hopes to restore life to a girl named Mono, who he has brought to him uh, on the back of his horse, Agro, uh, which is not a very aggressive horse, but it's named (laughs) Agro. It's not not spelled like Agro. How's it spelled? I mean, the shortening, I'm sorry, (laughs) the shortening of aggressive would be a G G R O, and this is just A G R O. So I don't think it's etymologi- etymologically related to. Well, also aggression. like the oh, okay. the main character calls him Keep like Avlo, honest, like it. that's kind of how he pronounces it. So like that's how I kind of like refer to the horse, even though I know it's not how it's spelled. Yeah, like, Avlo, Avlo, Avlo. You're spamming L one drink and yelling out Avlo, See, I personally think he's uh, t- referring to the Ben Affleck movie Argo. Oh, that's, of course, that's yeah, right. yeah. it's the only yeah. one that exists in the closet. I will universe. say it 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 does sound like Argo to the point that every time someone reminds me that it's Agro, I'm like, oh yeah, he just he says Argo. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, too funny. Um, so once uh, Wander uh, meets this voice named Dorman, uh, he learns that to bring Mono back to life it might be Mono. Uh, he must travel to the farthest corners of this mysterious land to destroy all sixteen. Colossi, but that there will be a price to pay. Uh, the player controls, wander, and explores the land on foot and horseback, explores to find each Colossi, and discovers a, each unique way that they must be brought down and defeated, um, which is often done by scaling a Colossus and striking a weak point. Um, this game received immediate uh, praise upon release and decided, as we talked about, one of the best video games ever made, but also like a touchstone for the argument that video games are art. Um, eventually, a remastered version was released on the PS3 by Bluepoint, and then uh, a full HD remake was done by the same company for PS4 in 2018. Um, as far as history and context, is there anything you guys felt like sharing before we talk about the game for the first for the first time <laughs> cool let's get into it um so i have yeah, my answer's yeah. no i yeah. got nothing to add yeah. fair 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 uh so i have uh plenty of stuff that i could just really dive into um but is there anything i want to open up to y'all first is there anything about this game that uh, you want to discuss or that like you really appreciated uh, about it that you want to dive into first? 
Well, I think I like you brought up the the idea of like you loving um, just the idea of giants, mm-hmm. uh, like oh yeah, kaiju adjacent <laughs> stuff like that. I was thinking just the core premise, just the, yeah. the premise of, of tall tall <laughs> things. Uh, I I sort of have the same the same sort of uh, affinity for games that do scale like yeah, that very well. I think here. the only mm-hmm. one of the few other series that I think really capture like the enormity of like almost like incomprehensible large things is like uh, God of War, like. Particularly mm. the the last one on PS4, like when you fight. Spoiler alert: you fight like a giant. Surprise! You fight a giant. Got <laughs> war games, but like I was like being like impressed by the scale. Where it seems like you can't even comprehend how large a thing is. Particularly, um, mm. and this game was like it, you know things moves like just like the the visually like you know as a like a kid you're like oh this thing is is slow but still somehow it covers mass amounts of land because yes, it's a giant yeah. thing. But like that and like the 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 colossi you fight both in the water and the one that you fight in the desert mm. were just like it was like just hard to fathom how large these things were like how much yeah. how much ground they're covering when you're like you're racing after it with a horse and like you have to latch on and climb it or like and when you're doing the water one like it like takes you underwater <laughs> and stuff like that it's just it's like all these like sort of tale like all those like fantastic tales you heard as a kid that like it, it sort of it seems almost timeless because I think it, it's it when you like when you remove the context of like uh, a skyscraper or like uh, a bridge, you like you just have one dude on a horse like attacking a fifty foot thing. It seems the scale seems much so much more amazing when yeah, you have the, like, the context of nothing. Yeah, sorry, I, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, 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 go. Uh, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like there, there's to me, it's I mean, it, this is going back to like the the admiration for giant beings, but there's such a primal human like fear almost or just you have to you have to admire this like coming across something of enormous size Mm -hmm. in the middle of this barren landscape that just it's like it awakens something primal in me (laughs) that i really appreciate (laughs) the game in Um, a way kind of forces you because a lot of them aren't even like aggressive unless you make the first move too so it's like it forces you to engage with it first yeah they're just it wants to to really illustrate (laughs) yeah it's illustrating that this is like they're part of nature and you are interfering this this, it's a lonely game which serves a million different aspects of the game itself which is like this land is untouched Mm -hmm. There's nobody else here. It almost just feels wrong to be there, yeah. Yeah. to be on your horse and running around. There's no marks of civilization except rotting statues. Rotting is probably the wrong word. Crumbling statues, mm-hmm. uh, structures that are like falling apart and don't seem like they've been touched by man for who knows how long. And then you see these beasts and you're just killing them. And you're right. They're not hostile to you at first, <laughs> or at least they don't seem to be like it feels like you are committing a crime yes. and the mm-hmm. game is telling you all of that subtly. Uh, it's not, it's not like there's no de- like dialogue box. The most you get is a warning from yeah. doormen. Like mm-hmm. you just innately understand that you are trespassing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Like I've seen that yeah, concept I, done like in a very pretentious way in like a bunch of other games. And this like doesn't, it does it so naturally and like effort. It seems effortlessly because they put thought into how it would be impacting right. the player. Like this game is particularly, I think, keyed into i'm going to use the word subtlety but it's not, it's not necessarily what i mean just like consideration in storytelling yeah. and understanding like what little you need to get something across and how specifically gameplay and game mechanics can help aid that same feeling you're trying to get across like there's plenty of games that have very lofty premises mm-hmm. and ideals and they're trying to say something and 
it's not that they overdo it. It's just that Shadow of the Colossus knew exactly how much to put mm-hmm. into it. Yeah. Yeah. This and game, there definitely is the, the minimal aspect of the storytelling in general and just <laughs> the whole yeah. design of the game. Also, as you as you guys were saying that, it definitely reminds me of um, there's like a Miyazaki element to it, like the, mm. oh, the idea time, yeah. of of this pristine, undisturbed nature, untouched by man, uh, and you being the interloper who just comes in and starts fucking things up for no reason. Yeah, it's oh, yeah because the voice of tells you to. Here. Yeah. And I think how you were talking too about like the crumbling structures, like the way they do the visual storytelling in like the history of the world, is again very subtle, but also like very intentional. And it's like they're not. Yeah, it's communicating that humans. Yeah, don't or like they here. did like, at one point already, or something, and like, now <laughs> no more. Like there's not supposed to be humans here anymore. Mm-hmm. Whatever civilization lived here before, whether they were humans or something else, who knows? You don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but you can tell that like the creators thought about it, um, which I feel like you're able to sense that sort of intention. So it's like, yeah, I don't need you to explain it to me because I know you thought about it because the way everything's constructed, like lends itself yeah to that. from from that angle it almost just it functions as an art installation mm. like even even <laughs> if it wasn't a game this is just hey here's a feeling and it's interactive and we're gonna do as much as we can to convey that feeling to you and like from that perspective alone i just this is like one of those few games i just love booting up <laughs> and ju- like if i'm if i'm feeling i'm not even gonna say depressed like if i just like want to fill my brain with with something nice and calm like mm. i will boot this game up and just roam around the world yeah. Like, yeah. I, I do that i do that with mario 64 too which is creepy for like a bunch of other reasons but um, i used to do that this yeah. is sort of this is a tangent but based off that idea i used to do that a lot for uh san andreas grand theft auto san andreas yeah. uh, uh-huh. i would dress up as a biker i would steal a motorcycle and then i would find a group of other bikers oh, wow. and just ride it with them throughout the desert until i, I love that. until i was like done thinking and then i would cut the game off that's fantastic. I'm That's so wild. with you. Yes, exactly. I might do that t- today just to feel like, like, just to hang out with people after we hop off. Just it's so very calming. Put on the rock aspect. station and you're good. Uh, it's kind of like, yeah, following the traffic laws in Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> yeah. just, I, love, uh, I love what you said, Alec, about it being feeling like an art installation because I've never thought about it that way, but I I think that's that at least works for me. Uh Obvious, most of the time when I'd go to an art still installation, I don't, you know, I usually don't tear my friend's art down, but, <laughs> but I know exactly, oh, that's a joke, but I do know what you mean about like going in and experiencing something and like walking to one piece, sort of taking it in. Uh, yeah, I just think that's fantastic. I, what were you gonna- I mean, a lot of, a lot of that I think comes from the fact that the, the level in the world, sorry, the, the level design being one big open world is not generally informed by like gameplay yeah in fact the gameplay tends to like bow to the level design Mm -hmm. um or the world design the lore like it really does feel like atmosphere is first and foremost Mm. to the developers whereas i mean even down to the clunky controls (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah uh it's true um i i also just wanted to attack on a little bit of what you all were saying about the about what it communicates and how it does that. It's like, I feel like this game, aside from what Dorman tells you, doesn't tell you how to feel about stuff. It just kind of lets it happen. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's hard not to feel a certain way when you take down one of the Colossi and that music starts to play and Mm -hmm. it, it falls and it's really slow and dramatic and then those... You know, oh, can we yeah. talk about the tendrils? I was like, just gonna say, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The fact 
that th- this is to me like one of the master strokes of this game is that once you beat any colossi, you are free to walk around for a little yeah. bit, and you are free. You know, after you've beaten a few, that the tendrils always come and find yes. you. Yes. Oh my yeah. gosh. So by the time you're on like five or six, you're thinking. I wonder, can I outrun them? Yeah. Like the game lets you try. It yeah. understands that you're gonna want to. Yes. And it's inevitable every time, but yeah. like allowing you that moment to to fight it is genius. Yeah. Like, That's yeah. Good. I've I on that on the heels of that, this is not my original thought. This is from, you know, like just l- watching hours and hours of much smarter, much much smarter people and mu- and people who have much more of an affinity for this game than I do. <laughs> but hearing them talk about how um, like it, it's almost a metaphor for like what your for your journey in this game is like you are trying to stop the inevitable from happening. I mean, in fact, his main goal is is mm-hmm. trying to bring back Mono, who's already dead. So that not only is he trying to like stop something from happening, he's trying to reverse it. Yeah. Uh, and then at the, I mean, we've all played the game, and, and everyone who listens to these episodes, there's an understanding that spoilers are coming, but. Mm-hmm. At the very yeah, I want to talk about the ending yeah. later. Yeah, uh, <laughs> were you saying you wanted to save that for a little later? No, no, we can talk about it now. I, I just this is the only negative thing I'll ever say about the game when we get there. Okay, for sure. But, uh, ooh, yeah, I want to do this. <laughs> all I'll say, we'll, we're going to stay on the subject so that we don't miss yeah. that. But okay. all I was going to say is that yeah, like at the, I felt I at least felt like I that resonated with me because at the end, once you you know you turn into the the dormant colossi shadow thing and then when mm-hmm. you try to escape or, or try to hang on as you're getting like sucked into that pool uh you can try to hang on to the ledges but eventually inevitably you're just going to get dragged yeah well, there's even an achievement in the blue point remake where, or not even an achievement if you go to the stat screen there's a counter for how long you were oh able my to god <laughs> no way <Okay>. yeah. <laughs> i knew that this last time when i played it and i like couldn't even grab one of them i felt real like really dumb it's hard it's, <laughs> yeah. it's i mean but but again the fact that they let you have an option to like fight it it Sorry, but that's just like they really understand how gameplay mechanics can inform emotional storytelling. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. that is a deeper understanding than any other game I've played. Like ever really even strives to. Like, totally. Um, not to not to write off other. No, games, but like but. It, I'm assuming it did in the PlayStation yeah. Two version as well, because like I never beat the PlayStation Two version. So you could do that in that. I don't know if there was a counter, but that that yeah, which is like kind there, of yeah. it, it's remarkable that they were doing that kind of game design back then, because like. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. that's why I had such shockwaves. Yeah. Like every so many choices in that game were antithetical to popular game design. Yeah, um, especially uh, like, just for me as his first time playing it back then, like you're just used like you're saying like the you would in, in a tr- any other game you would be able to win, like you'd be able to fight off the bad <laughs> yeah. guy. Yeah. I remember playing it and like not being and like I I found out maybe like 30 seconds in like, "Oh, I don't think I can win this." And just like as yeah. I as I got sucked up being like, "Fuck, I I don't know how to feel right now. Like, I don't know how to plot yeah. this. <laughs> Where the baddies? Like, the what's end. going yeah. on here? You feel hollow, and that's what they <laughs> yeah. want. <laughs> yeah, they got me. Okay. God, I always I always think about, too, like, if you turn around at the beginning, there's that really long spiral mm. staircase, yeah. and and you, you can climb it, and it takes a long time. Oh, yeah. wow. And you can go all the way to the top, and there's nothing there. <laughs> you can't interact with it. There's a door that presumably leads to the other end of those tall bridges oh, you yeah, can yeah. see, because that's where you came in. But the fact that they let you walk all the way, it's a huge spiral staircase. It takes like maybe 10 minutes. I'm not even exaggerating. And like, <laughs> you can't do anything. Like, 
that just leaving that in to me. Yeah. It's something no other game would do. Like yeah. there'd just be an invisible wall there and they're like, no, let them <laughs> let them climb. Yeah, yeah, I think I jumped yeah. like when I first discovered that, I just jumped off the top because I was like, the time they'll take to reload, my death will be yeah, quicker same. than going down normally. <laughs> same. Oh, before we get too far, I will say the, the thing that I wanted to say that was negative is and I want to hear your opinions on this, is I think the ending makes things too explicit. Mm. I think for 99% of the game, you are left to your own interpretation of some of the events. Mm. And in the very end, they take a lot of that freedom to interpret the story as you wish away from you. Um, Mm. I don't think it's the worst choice. It's just like, it always kind of rubbed me the wrong way after such a a long time being allowed to think whatever you want. And mm-hmm. I don't know. The mystery is very engaging. Yeah. yeah. So is it, it's the, it's the break from, uh, not explicitly telling you that is this, I wouldn't call it an issue that you have, but what you're, the point, you're I would say it's out. an issue. Like a critique. <laughs> I, I would say, I would say a yeah. critique. Yeah. I, led you there. I think, I think the game is better serviced without spelling those extra few things mm-hmm. out at the end. Um, but it does hammer home the themes. Like it's not like it goes against what the game was trying to say. It's just, sure. yeah, it it does take away some of the game's like or some of the player's agency and being able to walk away with their own interpretation. Yeah, That's I'm uh, I'm curious to see how I how I view it recontextualized twenty or fifteen years later, however long it's been, and seeing if I sort of had that same thought now that I like I've spent more time in the world gathering taste and like <laughs> constructing things. Yeah. I didn't have this thought the first time I played it. This yeah. is definitely like a more recent playthrough. This, that was an immediate epiphany to 15 year old Alex. No. Uh, I, first of all, I was in college. I waited a long time to play this game. Oh, that's right. That's right. So I was already, I was already a genius. I thought you were a boy genius. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but no, when I played it the first time, I was just awestruck. I was like, Oh, well you got to play this game. Everyone's right. Yeah. I feel like my mind has been like poisoned or tainted now to where I'm not going to, not be able to see it any other way now. <laughs> Sorry, I sh- see now I'm being prescriptive. Now I'm taking. Away. Like it's for me personally. I feel well, like there's enough yeah. mystery in other aspects of it that I, I didn't really have the same reaction. Like I can totally see where you're coming from, but mm-hmm. that's super fair. There is yeah, a lot of and like they don't give you a ton of stuff, but like in the remake, there's some added dialogue I think with Wanderer uh, between him and Dorman, right? That is not in the PlayStation Two version, I think. Oh, I, if if there's something added, I maybe don't think someone I someone in my chat I, told me that, so don't don't quote me on it. I could be incorrect. I believe um, it. But so they added like a couple of little smaller things, and then you know I think it's like after you defeat is it Colossi? I can't remember which Colossi you defeat that then the forces from the outside world are kind of converging, like following you. So they've got like that yeah. little. Oh scene. yeah, you get like a cutscene at one yeah. point. Yeah. Was that added? Um, I can't remember if that was in the original because I didn't play that far in the PlayStation Two version. Um, I did, but I can't remember. But so I felt like it was pieced um, in yeah. enough that like when the ending cutscene with like a little more info hit, like I didn't feel um, hmm. as 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 though it was like taking away kind of like my mystery of the narrative. Because, yeah, there is like a lot left uh, up to interpretation for other aspects. Oh, yeah. But again, I would say this is. A yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and like, I, <laughs> like I said, like I can totally see why yeah. you would think that, too, because it has been like hammering home mm. this very solitary self-discovering kind of experience this whole oh, like yeah. the other 20 hours. I don't want to see any other. Yeah, I don't. At the end, you get like <laughs> 10 other humans show up and you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, hold on. This is, <laughs> I like to I like when this game had nobody in it. Um, 
uh, to, I don't know if this was answering a question, but it's after the uh, water colossi with the, um, with this, like, like the serpent in the water. That's when mm, those guys okay. show up because I think uh, when I was playing, doing my replay a couple weeks ago, I don't think I even, I don't know if I was on my phone the first time I played it, but I kept missing that there's like three, maybe four times where after a Colossi, it's not the same, just like cut to, you know, like the hole and you like mm-hmm. going oh, towards yeah. the light. There are a few different, uh, like there's one that I actually wanted to bring up. That's why I wrote this down where after um, shooting the, you know, the one that's in that like Coliseum, but it's underground and it's got like the, it shoots the poison and crawls on the yeah, wall. Yeah, the lizard one. Yeah. That Colossi. Yeah. Um, after that one, when Wander wakes up or before he wakes up, he imagines uh, Mono waking mm. up in like a dream mm. and like looking around for him, but he's not <laughs> there. And I'm, I wonder if that's like, I don't know what that is. I actually haven't looked that up. If that's a dream from him or it's foreshadowing the very end mm. when she does wake up. Mm. It's, it's just a, a thing I was wondering, but I found it really interesting on this replay. Um, but I don't know if I, if I uh, knocked someone off of some, a point they were making at the no, end. No, no, this is, this, is, yeah. this is what we're talking about now. We're talking about this <laughs> sequence. Um, <laughs> speaking of, you were, you, one of you were just commenting on like all these dudes showing up at the end and making it not <laughs> such an empty place anymore. That is one of – we've talked about like the vast emptiness of the world. Um, and I feel like in any other game, that would be like a huge complaint people would have. Like if a mm. Oak Arena, it'd be like, oh, the ter- the field has nothing in it, uh, <laughs> which, you know, it doesn't really have a lot. Well, right, yeah. yeah. This game is telling you the priorities are different. Like yes. even just by doing that <laughs> – yeah, <laughs> I mean, if you if you read if you read one review and someone's like, "There's nothing to do in this open world," and if you're going to be turned off by that, you'll know. Totally, um, but it, mm. it is like because that's a statement to me. Like doing that in a in a time when open world games were first starting to like actually flourish. That's post GTA. Mm-hmm. Um, like, yeah, that to me is a direct response. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're, like in conversation with other games. Mm-hmm.